Welcome to my blurred opinion and welcome to episode 181. Let's get into it. Alright everybody, we are back here again. Another guest. Um, I guess I tell everybody Podmatch is such a great place, so I don't want to keep repeating myself, but... Always yeah. find so many damn good guests there, and um, you know, I plan through Podmatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's been great for me too. Like what they charge for the value I've gotten. I mean, man, uh, like I, I would have never been able to like have connected and found this many good podcasts. Like it's such a great thing, and I love the fact that the founder he just like when I signed up, he actually like personally wrote a message to me like, "Hey, let me know if you need anything." I think it's like Alex. He just strikes me as a really good person that actually is passionate and cares about um, his platform and like uh, obviously he's well connected but he, he actually strikes me as like a very good ideal leader for running a platform like this. Um, it, was very, it was very cool to me that he actually sent a personal note to like me and I'm sure he does for every person that joins him so I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah for sure. Um, but so that's where we found our next guest. Um, before we get into it, I just wanted to say something like I was, you know, as a guest that's coming up, I'm going to have on, she was having me look for, um, she has like an autoimmune disorder and she was, she wanted me to find some guests that I've interviewed to kind of help her, you know, whatever, with her issues and, and just make her feel comfortable with the fact that, you know, there are other people out there struggling with something similar. And so mm-hmm. I had to like go through the whole 170 episodes of podcast to try to figure out you know which ones were what because i don't remember all of them like that and it was just it was nice to go through every ep- like well not every episode but i went it was nice to kind of look through the you know the descriptions and all that and see how many different types of people add on and how many different stories and, and mm. all the things i never ever like imagined interviewing and um you know, when I first started this, this was all about just getting my story out there, talking about mental health and having a disability and, you know, mm-hmm. five other things maybe. But and it just kind of, you know, it's nice to just kind of sit back and look at all that has happened from all this and and so on. But um, <clears throat> so, yeah, our next guest, like, you know, I, I think I say this so many times every episode, like my biggest um, appreciation for the show is just watching people do what I've always wanted to do and I am doing is just taking their pain and turning it into something positive. Um, I I just find that so powerful and just such an amazing thing because so many people do it. And I just, I try to highlight that as much as I can because it's, 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 it's not highlighted enough when you look around at social media and and the world. For sure. For sure. sure. And that's exactly, I love to talk on that. Um, turning that negativity, channeling that into positive energy and positive things. Uh, Happy to talk about that. We'll definitely bring that up. Um, Yeah. So I'll just, so because he and I are just going to ramble and we're going to talk. So I just wanted to just introduce our next guest because he, um, I think he reached out to me and we're just starting to get to know each other. I'm sure we'll become more friendly over, over the, you know, the days and so on. But why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little about yourself. Absolutely. Uh, so you want me to start now? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Tim. Awesome to be here. Uh, really appreciate it and uh, really uh, excited to talk with you. So uh, I am a public speaker, published author, um, sales professional, 
I am a co-founder of a parenting newsletter, All Star Parent, and I'm also a three-time axe throwing champion. Uh, and growing up, uh, so I know one of the things you talk about in your podcast, right, is adversity and overcoming that. And for me, you know, it's different for each person, but oftentimes we can find a lot of overlap in that. And so for me, uh, you know, I grew up and I just felt really trapped. Uh, I later got diagnosed as a young adult with uh, bipolar type one and a major depressive disorder um, and struggled with anxiety a lot as well. Um, so I didn't have anywhere to go. I just had all this pain and I just kept it bottled up inside of me and I didn't have any place or way to go. So again, that feeling of being trapped and that, that can be really, really hard as a kid. You have no voice. You just, you know, you just have to keep going and, and that can be uh, a really tough thing. So one of the things that I kind of just had to learn on my own is to build up the resilience. But at the time I didn't have, an outlet there was no valve and it's important we have a valve to release these pains that we all encounter and so for me i turned to things that to help me get through them at the time uh which i'm not proud of but i have overcome uh you know for a while now but um drinking drugs um listening to really uh violent music uh all things that help me cope to not just numb. I just, I was basically numbing myself for a very long time. Yeah. And I know the impact of that because I look back and right. Society tells us, no, grow up, knock it off, get over it. The thing is that kid that we all, uh, left behind never leaves us. It comes with us. That, that inner child is with us. It doesn't go away from our childhood. Yes, we become adults. Yes, we mature and we grow, but that inner child, it never goes away. Yeah. And if you think it, if you think it does, it, it's, it's, uh, it's ignorant, uh, and naive because it doesn't go away. And David Goggins, he wrote, can't hurt me. He talks about that. Uh, another great book I read by Halisa, Lisa Haisha, uh, soul blazing also talks about the inner child and, what happens when we become adults, uh, we can either take those, they've, so what happens is, is if we don't heal from these things, they manifest in the form of uh, a mask, right? And Lisa in her book, Soul Blazing, talks about the, I believe it's seven different types of masks, like uh, the joker, the seducer, the overthinker, the judge, just to name a few. Um, and that was really helpful because when I read it, it just clicked and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I've done that before. I've put on this face before. I recognize this in one of my friends. So once we have self-awareness, we can get on a path to healing. And so, uh, yes, these things happened and terrible things happened. And But that doesn't have to be our, we don't have to um, accept that as our fate in life, right? We can heal, we can rewire. And it's important we hold on to hope uh, in the midst of feeling hopeless, yeah. like so many of us do, right? Um, it can be such a pain, painful thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, one of the things, like going back to the, the inner child part of it. So uh, something I kind of learned more recently about myself is that, like I've, I've said that I've always struggled with the two parts of me 
as an adult now, I because there's still this part where I go back to being that kid who was mm-hmm. so innocent and naive and thinking everyone was kind and so on and so on. And then you get bullied and people throw shit at you and call you all kind of names and, and, and you know, get molested and all these things happen to, happen to me. And then the older part starts to be the protector and looks at it and just is now angry and bitter at the world because I don't want to see that happen to anyone else. And I almost become, and I, but it turned into something positive eventually where I started to try to be a protector for other people because it's like, I didn't want anyone to go through what the younger me went through because I was such an innocent kid. I just wanted to play with my uh, hot wheel cars and Ninja turtles. And I just loved life. And then life turned it around and kind of took that from me. And, and it, it just, really abused me to the point where I eventually just grew hatred and anger and, and you know and to the point where it's like you know when I used to say like oh, I'm not a people person I'm an animal person which is still mm-hmm. somewhat the case I love animals more than anything but like mm-hmm. people I always had a hate a love-hate relationship because so much was done to me um and, and so yeah, that inner child thing always it was something I started to really go back to and try to figure out like you know I mean, you try to go back to the the source of the crime like where where did this all go wrong where did this all start um and even though i didn't play a huge part in why i mean you can't just say like oh i was molested it was my fault because obviously that's wrong but mm-hmm. you have to try to figure out what the parts you did play and obviously it it, it came later after that where you know <clears throat> I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Even kind of going back to the, the beginning part of what you were talking about, I was like, sometimes you just don't have the proper tools to deal with these things and life just kind of has to go on and you have to develop them. You got to figure out maybe based on experiences, maybe there's certain uh, characteristics that you, you know, you have with inside you based on, you know, your gene pool, your family gives you um, or friends or lovers or teachers or whoever you come across. And then you, you, you find these tools and then you know how to use them for the trauma and the pain and all the things you've gone through. So it's, it's, it, it, you know, it sucks because I think a lot of people don't want to just sit around and just wait until this stuff happens, but you have to, you have to, like, you have to learn, you have to really develop within your life and, 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 you know, learn on the fly and from your mistakes, you can't just assume, you know, or hope for everything to go well, because you're not going to learn, you're probably not going to learn shit from just life going wonderful for you. 100%, 100%, Tim, uh, really resonates. Uh, and I, it's, it's so familiar and relevant, right. And it doesn't help that society puts these, um, put these expectations on us, right? Like, oh, you need to get over this. Oh, after a year, you need to be done mourning for this person. Like, get over it. It's over. Like, it doesn't help. The, the stigmatism is something that, that bothers me a lot and why I want to speak out about mental health. And I know that you have gone through a lot, um, as many of us have, right? And so having those tools and doing those things and, and gaining the experience to overcome them is is so critical and it, it's so frustrating to me when when things happen and 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 then people are like oh this person is just crazy like no they, they, this person had a mental health crisis they didn't get the help they needed and something terrible happened and this keeps happening and it's not going away and it's getting worse and you know it, part of it i think is the stigmatism right and like you know people talk about oh we'll get put the guns away 
if, if there's no more guns, there'll be no more violence. And it's just, it's just not in touch with reality. No, if you, not if at you all. Take away, if, you, if you take away guns, people will find another way right. to, to, hurt, to hurt people. You can't take that away. But what we do need to focus on is getting people the help that they need um, to, uh, to prevent tragedies because, um, you know, especially in the U.S., like there's just so many terrible things happening. Mental health is a complete crisis. Like, um, and, and it's just hard too, because it, you know, and it, it, ref, it reflects in movies too. Like there's always the antagonist. And what, what I've learned over time is that, cause I also relate when you said that being that angry and bitter kid, that was like, that, that there was no justice. So many bad things happened. Like, um, and like there, there's no justice and you feel so conflicted, angry and bitter. And at the same time, we know that there is no place in the world for angry and being bitter. I mean, yes, these things happen. Yes, they, you know, it's circumstantial, but good, good always wins over evil. And we know this and we know when we feel angry or bitter at the world, it's not healthy. It's not going to end well. It never does. You know, um, any, any country that has ever, you know, uh, the, the, the evil never wins. It, it never wins. They can do damage, but good always wins versus evil. And so I think it's so important to recognize that. And when we, when terrible things do happen to us, that we do have a, a safe space and a safe place to be able to channel that negativity into something positive to help people find what their purpose is in life or to help them get over whatever it is they're going through, a mental health crisis or if they're dealing with depression, oppression, mental illness or some other hardship, they all deserve patience, kindness and compassion. That is how we grow. That is how we advance as a species. Uh, we're, and, and I totally hear you when you say you're more of an animal person, right? Because it's like I've felt so betrayed by people and I get it, how painful that is. Animals never hurt us. Animals only show love. And so I, I get it, right? But, <clears throat> but people, it's like we want to believe everybody's good, especially as kids, because that's how I felt and until I got severely bullied. And people, it felt like nobody... Like it was happening and nobody cared. And that made me so angry and bitter and distrustful. Right. And, uh, great, uh, uh, psychologist, Eric Erickson, he talks about trust versus mistrust, right. As, as, as children, we either, when we're children, if we, if we are, if we get our needs taken care of, then we have a feeling of trustfulness towards other people. If we are neglected, then we will grow up to be distrustful towards other people. And that doesn't mean it's set in stone, but I feel there is truth to that and recognizing how important it is that the foundation of our childhood sets the path of how it shapes us as adults when we grow up. Yeah, that's why like good parenting is so key, which is a lot of times is lacking in a lot of these people's stories. Um, whether it's just one parent or the other or a grandmother or something, you know, that whatever they have left that's keeping them together. But, you know, when it comes to, I think it's very key to have both parents because, 
you know, if you're a male, obviously a father's probably a little more important because he's teaching you how to be a guy, but you absolutely need the mother figure there to teach you some of the softer parts of life and, and to be more emotional and, and to, to show your feelings. Um, but, you know, and the same thing with a woman, I think I'm, I'm probably a, a daughter, a mother's probably a little more important, but you still need to know what a, what a, what a guy is and, and, you know, what you should be looking for when, if, if you tend, if you want to date men and you should know, um, the hardships of life as well. But, um, yeah. And I also think like kind of going a little bit back where you were saying, like, there's, I think so many people just write, we, we write people off so easily now. Like you're either, you know, it's the same thing with when, when we debate anything, it's black or white. There's no gray, you know, yep. you're, you're either a good person. You're a bad person. You're not a good person with some bad tendencies. You're not a bad person with some good tendencies. Like they, no one just, you can't be both, which is bullshit. Like, it's not like, like, you know, and again, I'm not defending him, but like the reality is like they said, Hitler was very charitable. Now, of course, was he charitable to the thing to certain people? Of course. Was he still an awful person? Yes. But it didn't mean he didn't do anything good. Just like there's there's some good people that are really good. That doesn't mean they didn't hit a girl or, you know, they didn't say something racist once or whatever. Like every, we all have a little bit of that. And when you go through trauma and you go through pain, you do have some real anger. And sometimes um, you tend to react negatively to certain circumstances poorly than you should you know more poorly than you should have um because you're so guarded and you're so protected because you don't want to have to go through certain situations sometimes you read a situation wrong just based on you know like i said uh, how your history has been and you don't know how to just deflect and, and and kind of you know downplay the situation you just go full force and say fuck it i'm just gonna blow this bridge up because yep. you know someone did this so now everyone's like this and, and it's hard because you know and i talked about him before like i'm a person who is very open to all cultures and all people i grew up around all different races but there has been times you know once or twice in my life where i had to check myself because i had like a racist thought that would pop to mind again everyone goes through that shit i don't want to hear yeah. like no one but like I had a thought where like it made me have to recheck my whole reality and everything I went through because I, I know that there's racist people in my family and I had to check myself yeah. to say, wow, like there are people that genuinely love you that would be disappointed of what you're you're thinking about saying right now because you're in front of someone who's a shitty person and they are ignorant for what they are doing in, in your presence, but it's not because this color of their skin Yes, maybe they're going on a stereotype or whatever, but that doesn't, you know, define the whole community. But like you're looking at it that way and it's like you have to learn, like I said, and I didn't I didn't know I even one had that some of those deep down, deep seated feelings that were within my gene pool, for one. Mm -hmm. And two, I didn't um you know, I I just didn't know I, I didn't there was times where I didn't even have those tools to access to even be able to deal with it. And I when when that did happen, I was able to access the tools because I was deep into life and, and a lot had happened. And, and, you know, I had so many close people in my life that were that color, but mm -hmm. it's just, you know, there's so much that you really need. And I don't, I, I, I love having these conversations with, with all yeah. types of people because it's so fucking important, but like, there's so much surface shit that like, no one wants to, everyone wants to talk about it. Like on a surface level, no one wants to really get deep into it because they're afraid 
Um, I, I, you know, I, I have the assumption that like a lot of people, one of the reasons why people really avoid people with disabilities or homelessness, people who are going through homelessness is because we're a huge reminder of how fucked up life can be. That doesn't mean life is over, but it's like, you understand you are two bad payments, you know, in the bank or you're not paying your rent or whatever. And if you don't have any friends or family, you're homeless or you get hit by a car, you're disabled, you know? And like you need we got to sometimes you just got to let the boogeyman through and just show like this is this is okay sometimes there's shit that's going on and yeah you know yeah i'm not saying don't be scared of everything there's some really crazy shit going on right now and there's some darkness and yep. but like that's why like we are so important you and i and, and so many others that yeah. are trying to purify some of this crap you know and it seems like it seems like half the world is on fire right now literally on fire yeah and it, it's oh, yeah. so depressing and I, I'm trying to put out good content because, and I'm, I'm trying to put out realistic content, not just like mm-hmm. overly positive and happy content, but like content that's actually going to help people because I know how sad life can get. I know how dark life can get. And that's yeah. why I like to start from the beginning of like your story of dealing with trauma. And then we get to where you are now and where you want to go because, you know, obviously I don't want to end on a dark note like, oh no, like this guest killed themselves because that would be awful. But I mean, <laughs> right, it's right. good to start from where you came from. And like I said, it's taking your pain and, and turning it into something positive. I like what you said, Tim, about the parents. And it's very interesting because I have a daughter and I, me and her mom just are like, it, it was it was always toxic. It was terrible. I don't know. You know, I was young at the time. It, I would, they say love is blinding. I think that was a big part of it. But man, my, my daughter is a huge blessing. And I, I agree with you. Uh, it's important to have those two things. And I love how real you are. You've, you're one of the more realist podcasters I've, I've, I've spoken with. And I love how like raw and, and, and honest you are. Yeah, man, because nobody talks about that stuff, right? It just we just sweep it under a rug like it's not happening and we're gonna pretend like we don't see what's going on but it's obvious what what is right and and i think that's so important and you know one thing that i would say because i don't i don't have a great relationship with, with my family and you know what that's okay I, I've, I've learned that because there's some things that have bothered me in life and truthfully what i came to a realization more recently is like look we don't have to have the same views we don't have to we don't have to agree politically and that's okay i don't have to let that make me feel angry towards them or bitter towards them they're still my family they love me and i love them and that's okay you know we'll we'll set our differences aside and just and and just accept that you know um you know uh things like what you described i mean there was a civil war this is like deeply embedded for many years of of you know and us evolving as a species and you know it's it's complicated. It's really complicated. Yeah. And, and I think that what you said too about like mental health, it's like, it's like that is so heavily needed. And it, there's just so much, um, there's so much stereotype, there's so much bias and like people's idea. And then it, it's worse, right? It's adding, it's adding fuel to the fire. Cause then people on top of that are like, Oh, don't you don't see a shrink. You want somebody to make you feel small put you in your place it's like no uh if you were to start a business and you had the choice between a business advisor and nobody who would you pick obviously you would pick a business advisor to guide you to making your business successful it's the same with a with a therapist or a doctor these people are your business advisors for your personal health so we gotta 
put that, uh, uh, you know, these, this, um, uh, these stereotypes aside and, and the stigmatism and really just like, that's gotta, that's gonna, that's so important right now. And I think it's just going to take time, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, there's just so much horrible stuff. And, and one thing I did want to say too, Tim, is that, so one thing I learned from my mom that I'm, I'm grateful to her for, and, and I'm not close with my family. I'm a black sheep. I'm, I'm definitely an outcast. Uh, I am very open with my ideas and a lot of them don't, uh, mix with don't don't mend well with my family um and i don't sugarcoat coat things either so uh but my mom did t- teach me to be very empathetic on a very deep level um so when i was in i think it was high school i wanted to understand what made somebody what got them to the point that they became homeless and i remember i'm i the first time i actually spoke to somebody who was homeless and i sat down with them on the ground and i talked to him and I was amazed with what I discovered from that experience, which is that he came from a line of very uh, highly successful pianists playing the piano. He had pictures that he showed me in his wallet of people that were in his family. His name was Jacob, and he wasn't a bum. He was a human being that had lost all belief in himself. Yeah. I, I understood. I, I, I saw him for how he was, and I also saw the way people looked at him looked down on him like he was nothing. And I think that that reflects on mankind. And I think an amazing uh, show that really highlighted that, which is such a huge, huge problem in our society, is uh, the show Squid Games. It, it shows how we've, we view other people. We treat them like they're racehorses, right? Mm. Like, like, like they're not human, like they're nothing. Uh, I love that show because obviously it was entertaining but i liked the point it made about how we view other people as being less than us and how we and, and how awful that is because he, every person in this world that that person who was homeless he wasn't just he wasn't a bum he was somebody's brother uncle or mother that's what bum literally stands for or you could say bums brother uncle mother sister that is somebody's that is part of, that person is part of somebody's family and it's a tragedy that they're in the situation they are. But we shame them. Like, they already feel worthless as it is. Why do they have to be put down even more? Like, why is our society like this? It bothers me. And I'm grateful to my mom for giving me that level of empathy because if I can't do something about that, I will try to change. These people deserve dignity, and they deserve to have a chance to live meaningful lives. And to just write them off as, like, it's their own fault and they have nothing to do with it without knowing that person personally is ignorant and it's careless. And I think it's a disgrace uh, in humanity. And so my hope is that um, as a species, we can grow and give the people that need help the most. We can be there for them and, and help them to get back on track and to live meaningful lives. Cause they're not just, they're not just, they're, they're humans just like us. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and, and you know what I'm saying? So it's like all these things you said really brought up a lot of thoughts and feelings for me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw a woman, I was with my grandma and her friend, and it was 90-something, it was like 97 degrees or some shit. It was so hot outside, and there was this woman who had a sign up that said she couldn't pay her rent, and she has three kids, whatever. My, my grandma, she's old school, she's born in 1992, or excuse me, 1932, and, you know, she made a comment of... 
something that basically encapsulated this woman's life to, you know, she's worthless. She's just trying to take money from people and, and then drive her Ferrari away type of shit. Like, oh, yeah, she's she's got money in the bank. She's just I'm like, Grandma, it's 97 degrees outside. Who the hell is hustling in 97 degree weather unless <laughs> they need it? Like, and again, yeah. may, may, maybe just maybe she's right. But like, yeah. I don't care. Like, and again, I'm not I'm not saying if she was doing it, that's right. It's not. But at the same time, like, I don't judge people like that. Like, if, if she is, then screw her. But yeah, it, it, it's, you know, I don't like anyone who takes care, it takes advantage of anyone. But I, I can't stand, like, my, I love my grandma, but that's some of the qualities I've had to delete with some of the parts yeah. of my family because it's like they're just so closed off and closed-minded to certain things. And it's like, yeah. and, and so when you say black sheep, I... I'm, I have a I have a good mother, I have a good grandmother. There's a couple people in the family I do love, but I do believe if I wasn't so and so's son or so and so's grandson, I probably would be. Oh, look at that blind fucker over there, because I I get certain things from people that it's just like oh like you guys don't understand me and and even even my grandmother, my mom, a lot of times I don't think they understand how hard I try to go at this advocacy thing because I care so much about it because I realize. However long it takes me to get to wherever I got to get to, like, I have to be, and, and I'm not the only one, but, like, I have to be one of the few people that have to be, like, the sacrificial lamb so that other visually impaired, other disabled people, other people with trauma don't have to go through the same shit that you and I have to go through. Yeah. We don't have to bust our ass because it shouldn't be this hard for, you know, I, I say it at nauseum, but it should, shouldn't be 75% of people with disabilities shouldn't be unemployed. It's bullshit. Right. It's bullshit it because if it was any it other community, if it was black, Asian, women, gay, anything, there would be riots. So, yep. and it's because our community and just the disability community itself is so torn apart because we're just split up into all these different body parts and we're defined by a guy in a wheelchair logo. And, and, and most of us aren't even, most of us aren't even in wheelchairs and there's nothing wrong with being in a wheelchair. But the problem is that doesn't define me, doesn't define a lot of people I know. Um, and it's, and then on top of it, like we just don't stand for each other as people. We always try to find a way. So we're not the bottom of the barrel. Like, okay. I mean, I've seen people who are visually impaired make fun of blind people just because there are a couple percentages above them. And Mm -hmm. you see that in every aspect of life. And it's so some, some of it can be very covert, but some of it is very, you know, you know, obvious and, and right in your face. And, and it's so, it, it's so sucky. Um, and, and, it, yeah. and it makes it so hard to recognize your own worth when that happens. And the insensitivity of others giving you a label and defining who you are instead of, but you know that you have to define yourself and be proud of who you are and that you aren't just a label of, a guy in a wheelchair that is that is bullshit yeah. and and we both and we both know that and it's it's infuriating right because yeah. you know you are such a capable person so many people with disabilities um have so much potential and i know because i've met people um in one of my speaking communities um there's a guy and he has uh, cere- cerebral pal- cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and he's a phenomenal speaker and there's just this radiating energy of positivity from him and he is just such an inspiration for that and i was shocked when he told me that people made it really hard they shot him down because he had that condition and they didn't think he could speak or they didn't want him to speak or they didn't want to cover for his expenses um because he because he is in a in a wheelchair and he 
he doesn't have enough oxygen to his legs to be able to walk without a walker and he has to you know be in a in a in a wheelchair but he didn't let that stop him and i think it's so important we 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 bring each other up rather than trying to knock each other each other's towers down yeah. right um you know that's what i i hope to see more of in the world and we need more leaders like that right because it's what what bothers me the most tim is that when we look at our political leaders in the world they're supposed to be the highest and best example of what a good citizen is and oftentimes they're the worst they're the, the they have absolute power and they display how it corrupts absolutely yeah and and it's like why can't these people they're supposed to be the 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 poster child of what a good civil citizen is supposed to be, but they don't do, they don't play that way. You know, uh, they, they don't exemplify that at all. Um, they put other people down, they take shots. It's just like everything we were taught as kids to be respectful and do, and, and this and that, and to, to hold yourself to a higher standard that doesn't apply to them. So it's very confusing. I think when kids watch elections and debates, how, they're constantly throwing insults at each other and they're being like, they look to their teachers and they're like, wait, you told us people are supposed to, res- we're supposed to respect each other and, and be respectful towards one another and, you know, give, give space to talk and express opinions, but they're not doing that. So why should I do that? <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very conflicting and uh, it's just interesting. I've noticed that. And um, I, I really think that we need better leaders to, to really stand out and stand up and, and, you know, really figure out ways to empower one another. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people who have leadership, they're in those leadership, uh, you know, jobs, they don't know how to lead for anything. They don't, I think they no, just, no, they they, whatever they kissed up. And I mean, some, some, yep. to some, some degree, they might've worked hard to get to that position, but they didn't right. really have the tools to actually earn that job. It's just because they have the degrees or they knew somebody. And when yep. you see people lead, there's there's many facets of being a leader. And, you know, I'm not saying I always wanted to be that. I didn't. I, I hidden, you know, in my own skin for a long time. But the reality of it is, is when I see people lead, I look at them and I go like, what is it? How are you leading? You don't like you. I know what kind of feelings you have towards, towards certain people. I know the lack of experiences you have dealing with uh, different types of people or, you know, anything that's different or out of the realm of, you know, you're you're uh, out of the box thinking like you don't think it's a great idea. Like you don't you're not really incorporating or adding people into a situation you know, you don't know how to incorporate somebody based on a difference. Like you don't know how to, you know, bring them into the fold and figure out, let them figure out on their own. Um, and, you know, cause I had a, a conversation with, with an HR woman at the job that I recently lost. And this was before I lost my job, but like one of the things I was trying to argue with her because they do hire some people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. It's like, she wanted to put us in this box and she wanted us to have to do certain things their way. And I'm like, you understand, you're trying to make us live a politically correct life, but there's nothing politically correct about being disabled. 
There's nothing. Yeah. People are allowed to say whatever they want about us. They can use innuendo in certain ways to describe us. They can treat us differently. Yeah. And it's not, it, it's way more subliminal than I think than any other community because yes, you can, you can be racist and sexist and certain things in certain ways without being so obvious. But for the most part, we can pick up on it. But people with disabilities, we get, we get discriminated on all the time and, and no one really gives a shit unless we and, give and a it, shit. And it's already hard enough as it is. And it's like on top of this, you have, you have people giving you a hard time. Like what the hell, like what kind of, what, what does this say about people? Like we're, we're treating the people that need the most. It's like, it's like kicking a dog with a broken leg when it, when it's down. It's like, why, why, yeah. why do we, why are we worse than animals? Like why can't we just do the right thing? And I'm guessing if I, 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 I'd imagine the HR person isn't somebody that had a disability. No, not at all. I mean, she, look, don't get me so, wrong. So, she, she's a nice person, but no. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the fact that there's this like, um, disconnect, you know, and that, and that you're being treated a certain way when things are already hard enough as it is to me is just really a disgrace. And I think we both know this. But like, if you do apply to a job and you do mention you have a disability, behind closed doors, there's conversations about we don't want somebody that's like that, and these are the things that go on. But which is why a lot of people they hide it, right? They don't say that. Yeah. Even for myself, like it's very hard to do it because I have a real fear that if I say I have a bipolar disorder or I have depression, oh, now this person's liable they're a liability what if they're depressed on their job what if what if they're this what if they're that and so to some degree it feels like we're forced to hide that but if you're in a wheelchair you have a disability that you can't hide there's literally nothing you can do and who's going to hold the people accountable if they say oh sorry we, we decided to to accept another applicant are we ever going to know the full truth of that decision no because they're going to keep it in their head. And so there needs to be better laws that have better, more, more fair. It has to be more fair. And there need to be things put in place so that, that people, it's just more fair across the board, right? Cause it's not, and you shouldn't have to go through that. You should just, people should just, you know, you should have the opportunity to be able to work just like any other person without having to be judged for for having a disability. And so I see problems with the system. Yeah. I think those need a change. And I, I think we need leaders to, to, man, to man up or woman up or whatever the case may be to say, we need to help the people that need help, not to shoot them down and to give them a chance and an opportunity, just like any other person, and not to be judged based on their disability. Yeah, and there, there's just so many, forget disability, any, there's so many people that are struggling and dealing with so much, and it's like, the, some people just, they tend to make life so much harder for us, and, and there's no need for that shit, man, like I, like yeah. I said, I, we all prejudge to some degree, sure, but like, for the most part, man, I, I just, like I said, I mean, part of even why I lost the job I lost, because, I, you know, I got pigeonholed into the whole, I'm a little bit abrasive, because I tend to stand up and speak up for other people and I open yeah. my mouth when I, when I feel like I needed to. And, and what people don't understand is for a long time, because of being bullied, 
and picked on and, and people throwing chairs at me and literally spitting on me and people, teachers yeah. not allowing me to go to the bathroom, making me sit in it and shit like that made me build up anger and, and um, disdain for people. And then, you know, when I see it happening and so when I got to this job eight years ago, I, you know, I was starting to work on who the hell I was and I was trying to build my own individuality, trying to be my own person and I realized when I was starting to figure that out, I got there and because they hire a lot of visually impaired and blind people, it was, oh, you are all the same because you have this one thing in common. You're not Timothy. You're not TJ. You are blind person eight or whatever. And, and no, it was not said that way. But we all, you can ask anybody that with, with the visual impairment or blindness, they could all tell you and, you know, cooperate exactly what I'm saying. And it, it built up a real frustration, but at the same time, it built up this leadership thing in me. And it made me, I mean, the podcast might not have ever come from anywhere if I didn't go to this job because if I didn't work there, I didn't figure this out and didn't learn this part of life. I wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have ever turned into the person I am it's partially um, as far as the leadership part of it because I always kind of hid. Go ahead. And you know, it makes, just listening to what you said, Tim, Tim, it makes me angry when I hear what you've been through. Um, and I can relate because I was severely bullied. Sure. And I know the impact of that when you, when it's happening and nobody stands up or, or like says something. And I talk about this as a speaker because um, it affected me and it did uh, severely damage my self-esteem. And it's something I still deal with today because like you, we talked about, it's that inner child and you were abrasive at work, but it, there is a reason for that. And people aren't, they, they may not know, but they should know um, because it's important, right? Because we see this manifest in different ways. Um, and one of the things that like, I would say like a good example of that is like, I look at somebody like Kanye West and sure. I can see how angry he is. Right. He lost his, you know, his uh, mother, his, his, his mother, but also, uh, Kim Kardashian. He, I think he really cared about his family and then things went really bad and that turned into severe anger where now he is on board and okay with genocide. Um, and he thinks that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. And I think it can be really dangerous when people are angry and they don't have a good outlet or valve and it turns into something really terrible. And I see him as a very angry person and I think it's, I think it's really terrible and I think it's dangerous too. Um, because like we said, anger, it, it never leads to anything good. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be like, Oh, just get over it. it. That doesn't work either. Right. We need to work through these things yeah. and we need to have a safe space and the tools that we need to get past them. I know because I know what it's like to be angry, to feel betrayed and angry at people and, and feel hate, actual hatred. I know what that's like. And I know how terrible it can feel like. It feels like, like physically, it feels like poison, like, like my body's being poisoned. And that anger is just so intense and out of control and it doesn't lead to anything good. No. And we know it. We know it's wrong, but we also need to validate and be real that this shit is happening, 
and it's real and and it's not easy to control and that people need support to not be condemned when they're in that state because that's when really bad things happen right um so i just i agree with everything you said having the tools taking mental health seriously empowering people instead of um you know shutting them down shooting them down uh putting them in a box because i've felt all of those things too and we are not the same people we have experienced some of the same things right. but we both under we both understand that we both know that and i think that's so important and to hold on to that hope and to when we do feel that way when we are challenged and we and we have to decide what am I going to do with this intensity of energy, whether it's negative or positive, oftentimes it's negative. Can we, we need to channel that. We have to choose to channel that, to make the better decision, to take the high road that we're going to siphon this, this energy, whether it's negative or positive into something good to help other people rather than using it as something bad. Sure. Yeah. And when our trauma is like contingent or, you know, our uncontrollable anger and, and, you know, is contingent on all the trauma we've been through. A lot of times who ends up paying for that is and when you don't have an outlet and you don't have anyone to confide in, you take it out on other innocent people or, of yeah. course, yourself. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of times where it's just I've been, you know, I've had my darkest days where, you know, I tried to kill myself. But, you know, because I just I hated life. I hated myself. I hated everything. I didn't. Yep. I finally gave up on the fact that I I was I was, you know, for a couple of years, I was only living <clears throat> for my mother and my grandmother because I didn't want them yeah. to find me dead. I only wanted to live for them because I didn't, I didn't give a shit about myself other than maybe my yeah. cat. I didn't give a shit about life. I didn't care about it anymore because every person, like, I didn't have really any, my best friends had died. I didn't really have many friends. Everyone kind of went their own way. Um, and, and part of that was my fault because I didn't really, you know, acquiesce them in certain things. I didn't really kind of bring them into the fold. I just, we were just kind of, you know, cordial with each other. And I didn't really push for a bigger relationship but because they didn't push because I was so I was always getting pushed out and everyone would kind of hurt me it was hard for me to just say hey guys be my friend and how I used to yeah. act to try to make people my friend I would try to be anything but myself you know if someone were to say hey man that new Eminem album sucks meanwhile it's yeah. on my iPod it's just I told them it sucked because I wanted them to be my friend um, because yeah. I didn't want them to hit me or didn't want them to molest me or didn't want them to you know make fun of me um, yeah. and so yeah, and so like I said, you build up all that kind of shit, and sometimes you know this is something I've, I've been talking about lately is is just mm -hmm. sometimes you just keep storing this shit away in your mental closet, and then mm -hmm. you know like one day I was in therapy and I just started talking about my dad, and the dad shit fell out all over the floor because I just went on a, a tirade, and yep. you know and just little by little you try to jam pack that closet to one day you just see like what the, why is that door like what the fuck's wrong with it? It's kind of open. And then you go near it and everything just falls all over you. And now you're just yep. consumed by your own bullshit and your own life. Yep. And yeah, yep. a lot of it may not be your fault. Some of it may, and again, depending on what your circumstances are and you know, whatever. But you know, for someone like me, a lot of my shit I did not cause and I'm not playing victim, but that's just the case. Yeah. And some stuff I did play a part in and it's everywhere. And I, I happen to put the pieces together. Like one of the things you talked about, about with your mother or with your family and stuff like 
you know, I was no, I was sort of close with my dad for a while, and then when I was a kid, and then just things fell apart. And more recently, I'm just trying to build back some of the relationships, even if it's never going to be father and son, or in this brother and sister, or whatever. I'm trying to make amends because I don't want to die, or I don't want to see them die, especially my dad, because my dad is an, an older person and he's got a lot of health issues. I want to try to have a relationship with the best I can. Um, with my sister, a lot of things went wrong that we're out of both of our control and it's sad to see that. And I don't want my sister to feel like she doesn't have a brother. Um, right. And I, will, will we ever be brother and sister? I don't know. I plan on trying to have her on the podcast. We can have a conversation. I had my dad on, um, you know, I've had issues with certain people and I've, I've tr- my, I'm just been trying to check off a list of people I've making amends with. I don't care about a lot of ex-girlfriends and things, stuff that just, it is what it yeah. is, just bitter, petty shit. But overall, yeah. just the people that really make up, uh, you know, or, or made a, a real impact in my life one way or another and people that meant something to me at one point in time. I want to try to build that because I don't want that shit like, regardless. Like, you know, and, and there's a lot of yeah. people like I, I feel your pain when it comes to, you know, the lack of support I get from some of my endeavors. Yeah. But there's certain qualities, certain things about them. I know, like I love my grandmother. I know my grandma's for the most part, I would say she's an 80% good person, but she has some racial tendencies. She has some things that are just based sure. on her generation that I don't agree with, not just the racial stuff, just certain things. Like she, she believes, you know, she got really, she was really hard on me about losing this job because she made it like, oh, you know, how dare you? Like, how are you going to find another one? Because she doesn't have as much Mm -hmm. faith in my being able to access another job because of my visual impairment. And the fact that she grew up basically when you have a job, you stay at that job forever. And I knew that was not going in, going into that place. I just needed some place to land to get my feet wet and try to mature and, and figure out what it was like to be a big boy again um, because mm-hmm. I was going through immense trauma and, and anxiety and depression and suicidal yep. thoughts and so on. And so and a lot of people didn't take that serious when I was going to the hospital for panic attacks. <clears throat> you know, my heart is on fire and a lot of people just looked at me like I'm crazy. And yep. it, it left me feeling so empty and alone. And that was where it all like I mean, it just it just it was my bottom. Um, and I'm not a yeah, person that yeah. likes a lot of attention. I don't want to go to the hospital and try to get people to like take care no. of me. And, and, and just to, to clarify or add on a little bit, my mom is a nurse and she was, she's a nurse in the ER mm-hmm. at this particular hospital. So I pretty much know all the nurses cause they all went to school with her. They all graduated with her. So it's not even that I got people working on me and checking on me over this shit. And you know, like I'm panicked. My anxiety's on fire. Like if I, if I slept with a girl, I think, I have an STD, so now I have to go in and have a doctor look at me, take my clothes off, because it's just anything to will calm down the fucking fire that is burning inside of me. Um, yeah. And so it's like that's just like that's going back to the, the beginning of what I said. It's just you have sometimes if you don't deal with this shit, you have so much of this. It 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 gets out of control. I mean, it's literally like a literal fire that's going on in the world now. Like it gets so out of control. If you don't find ways to start putting it out, you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to hurt someone else that didn't deserve it. Um, right. Yeah. And, and I call that throwing it in the, I throw it in the back of my head and I put it in a box and I put it away, but it doesn't go away. It it can, it stuff like that can, like you said, shit goes all over the floor and it just blows over. Um, one thing I'll say, which has been really problematic for me. I also have issues with, uh, my, my immediate family, my dad, absolute scumbag, terrible person i wish that wasn't the case but right. he was just a really 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 terrible person phony um no no friends 
no respect for that guy. And the worst part about it is he was actually really smart and educated, but he didn't use it for good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's not a role model for me. Uh, nobody likes him. Uh, he, it's just, and being associated, like having to think of him as my dad, I'm like, I wish, I wish I had a better dad. Um, but that, but you know, the, like you said too, it's like, we got to try and surround ourselves with, with the right, right, right people. And this shit doesn't go away. It is getting worse and it is fucking hard. And we, we need, I, I think it takes a lot of courage and I think it's very courageous of you to be able to talk about these things, Tim. And it's really inspiring to me to hear all the shit that you've been going through and people not people not being there for you and you just have to deal with it on your own and i've dealt with those things too and i'm not proud to talk about them and i also know what it's like to feel labeled as crazy because i have a bipolar disorder and people don't the thing is people don't understand it and if you've never had it you just wouldn't get it so people don't get us so we have to live with it on our own and i don't have friends to talk to because now I'm a Debbie Downer and they don't want to talk to me. They don't want, nobody wants to be around me. So now I, I feel even more isolated. And the only person I have to talk to oftentimes is somebody on the suicide hotline. And that's no fun. Um, I've been there. That, you know? Yeah. So we, we, we can be honest about that. But um, as a society, it's like a lot of people, they just feel so shamed. And like there's something so wrong with them that they choose to rather not live at all. Um, but we all have a re- we're here for a reason because we are supposed to be here and we do have something to contribute to the world and we do want to make it easier for the next generation so that they don't have to go through the shit that we went through and i just think that it's really really uh awesome how you're just like so open and honest about the fact of your relationships with your family and like you know your grandmother's mostly good but she's not perfect you know and she's got her own things and it's like none of us are perfect we have imperfections, even within my closest friends. There are things I don't like about them, but sometimes we do have to put our differences aside and just accept that, hey, that's a part of them and that's okay. And maybe it wasn't their fault. We try to have more compassion, try to have more empathy um, that, you know, their parents split when they were younger or they were beaten or whatever, whatever the shit is that they had to go through that makes them who the person they are today. And to try to not shame them for that and put them down for that that happened to me with one of my best friends recently and i found out through somebody uh that saw them when they were very young like getting beaten in public but when they didn't deserve it at all he was just a kid like a few years old and his dad beat the shit out of him and he's somebody that made fun of me when i was on medication ironically now he's taking medic he's on meds but like that was really hurtful because the meds feel to me feel I, I need them. I know I need them, but I hate the fact that it feels like a crutch and that it's something that I need to manage my mania and uh, depression and bipolar disorder. But I do need them, and it sucks because it, it has side effects. Like I'm constantly hungry. I'm having trouble losing weight. There are things I don't like about them, but I do need it, and it does. I am better off with it. And you know, he was just so terrible to me. Um, he would really embarrass me in front of other friends, but. Uh, I didn't know that he was beaten so badly. And when I heard that, and this is the tough thing too, Tim, right? Because it doesn't give him a license to be able to bully me. But in the same token, he was bullied like in a terrible, terrible way. And that has affected him as a person. And yes, we're adults now, but like, 
I try to have a little more compassion and empathy, but I like, obviously, and what I think it comes down to is really just setting the boundary. Like what you're saying is not okay. You can't talk about that anymore. You need to stop. Um, if it's not okay, then maybe we need to not be friends right now or whatever the case may be. I, I have to set the boundary and I don't have a lot of friends. I only have a few good friends and I'm blessed to have the few good friends that I do have. But even with them, I can't talk with them about the shit that we're talking about. It's just too much. They can't handle it. Or it's just not, they, they, they just can't, they don't want to go there because it's, it, it's, it's a downer for them. They don't want to hear about my depression. They don't want to hear about my bipolar disorder. So I have to deal with that on my own. And it's hard and it sucks really bad. Yeah, but, no, you I know, you know, totally understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you, you have a friend for life. If you ever need someone to talk to, please just text me anytime. Um, I, pre- I appreciate that. Tim. It means more to me than you know. Yeah. And I know, I know that whoever's listening to, uh, we go through this too. And, and, and that it is okay to feel these things. And, you know, I heard, uh, there was, I don't, you know, the UFC ultimate fighter champion. The, yeah. The, the actual, yeah. 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 So there was a guy, I forget what his name was, but he won. And the thing that he said was so awesome. And I respect the shit out of this guy. He said, we have a we have a real issue in our society. There is a stigmatism that guys cannot show um, any signs of sadness at all. Um, and he said, "I would rather I would rather have my friend cry to, to cry on my shoulder than to cry on somebody else's shoulder at his funeral." Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I respected him so much for saying that because it is an issue. And the reason so many we lose so many people is because they feel they have no nowhere to go to or nobody to talk to and it is and it is a huge issue and there is this stigmatism and expectation in society and people w- would choose to rather not live and and that's a shame so i i hope that it's you know also what we talk about gives inspiration to other people to reach out if they're struggling or really sad or just need somebody to talk to um and, and there's nothing wrong with that and it's not a weakness it's actually a, it's actually a huge strength of courage yeah, I so think, um, I think it was yeah. that guy Patty. I think his name is. Patty. Yeah, yeah, that that, that, yeah. that sounds right. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he? yeah. I, I forget what he is. He's from Irish or something. He's got he a looked like, crazy he, accent. He looked. Yeah, yeah, he looked. Like, I, I believe he's Irish. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he looked Irish to me. Yeah, he, he um, talked about mental health. He's inter- yeah, interesting guy. And and the thing was too is that everybody applauded. He got like a everybody applauded when he said that, and like that is not what you expect to hear from a champion talk about like people that are hurting it's usually how great they are their legacy all this shit and i, and I hate that like what i what i did what i am after and what i want is there to be more true champions right because the difference between a winner and a true champion is somebody that not only brings out the best in themselves but also brings out the best in others that is what we need you know somebody who toots their own horn like it's like good for you you won but like what are you, what are you doing what difference are you actually making yeah. Like, you know, who cares? If you're helping other people, then it's like, wow, this is, that's like, that's what a good leader should be. And w- why do we not have more people like that? Well, we, we give titles to people that will say they're a champion, they're a warrior, they're a fighter, they're all these things. But a yeah. lot of the strongest people you'll ever meet are people who have been through trauma. Some of the realest yeah, people you ever meet are people who have just been through shit. They don't have any belts. Yeah. You know, they don't have any achievements. Like when I'm, you know, I'm trying to find ways to get into the mental health field. And they're like, well, you don't have any certificates. You don't have any degrees. And it's like, motherfucker, yep. I, I've, I have more degrees in mental health than you'll ever have because I live this yeah. shit. 
You live like, it. Yep. You like, live I don't it. need to go to school. I don't need to get a master's in that shit because I have it. Like, it's, the scars yep. say it. Like, I, and I'm not trying to be corny or like some kind of poetic movie, no, you're not. you know, injustice. And I'm going to, you know, it's just the reality is like, I have been through the shit. So, and I'm not, I'm not asking you to feel bad for me. I'm not asking you to cry. I'm just saying, no. don't, don't just completely push me aside and, and neglect what I'm saying, because I'm telling yeah. you, I would know how to deal with people with mental health uh, or people dealing with addiction, even though I don't know addiction, but I, I know a lot of people have been through it. I, I, and a yeah. lot of this is so parallel homelessness. I'd never thought I'd ever even talk about half the shit I'm talking about mm -hmm. because I didn't have any intentions to, but then I realized it was all connected and I realized like homeless people are treated like people with disabilities. And I realized that people yeah. with addiction yeah. are, are just pushed to the side because you know, Oh, yeah. well they're just drunks or they're just druggies. It's not yep, the case, man. Life can, like, I could have, if I wasn't such a pussy of a kid and, and I didn't, you know, if I wasn't afraid of everything because so many people did so many awful things to me, which weirdly enough benefited me in the way that I didn't become an addict because I, one, I saw my dad drink, you know, pretty heavily at one point and became really mm -hmm. obnoxious. But at the same yeah. time, because I was so afraid, I said no to everything. But I could have gone the other way. I had a, I had a person tell me in school, like, I don't fuck with him because he might be the next white kid that's going to shoot up to school. And though it was an evil thing to say, and I, I brought it up on here many times, it's because she was right. And that's why I don't write any of these people off. And I'm not saying I condone any of this shit. But the reality is, like, when you have anger, you need somewhere to put it. And if, if, yep. if people are the are the cause and the source of your anger, you just want to make them hurt just like you because there was a period of time, and I, I've said this on here before as well, it's just talking to you as a newer person, like, yeah. you know, there was a period of time where I saw people who were happy. I saw a pretty girl that I said, nope, I, I hate myself. I want to rape her because, and again, I, never, I said it internally, I want to rape her mm -hmm. because she will never fuck, she'll never date me, she'll never have sex with me, she won't like me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hurting so bad. Or I see that old person. I just want to hit them, or I want to do this, or even even things to myself. I just want to step out in front of that car and hope it hits me. Type of shit. I was in such I was in such agony mentally, um, yeah. and some so, to some degree physically, you know, and with some chronic pain and things. I wanted to die so bad, and I wanted to take anyone with me like a suicide bomber. That is just yeah. you know, and and that and that's the thing. And I, but deep down, I'm a mushy like romantic loving person who wants good for everybody. But I've turned into the complete opposite. And mm -hmm. that shit fuels and it continues to just, you know, it bursts up in flames and it just catches it on fire and it just, it goes everywhere. And like I said, you don't address these issues and shit. It just, it will continue. And again, I, I mean, when, you know, the biggest compliment anyone can give me is something you said earlier about being so real because I, I had to develop this, but I have to be real because I see so much ungenuine just bullshit on the social media and I see things. Yeah. I saw a, a girl who has like 77,000 followers on TikTok and she just wears these shirts but it's like it's like an individual thing so, for for each titty. Like it's just so they just they just hang there and look, I'm sure they look nice outside the shirt and <laughs> she's a very beautiful girl. I'm sure she probably has something else to offer the world. But the reality is like people are watching this shit like, what is wrong with you people? Like, I'm not saying you have to watch all mental health content or just watch cats, you know, play with each other or whatever. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, my God, like, this is what people are going to. This is the distractions we have when, again, metaphorically and literally, the world is on fire. So can we figure out how to put this shit out so we can stop bullshitting and, and, and we can get back to regular lives? Like, we're already panicking about the next COVID scare. 
And it's like, no, man, like, I just want to live my life. Life has been challenging enough. I'm trying to get to a place where my my feet are on the ground and I can stand Mm -hmm. tall and I can just smile and look forward to the next day. But I don't do that all the time. And, and, you know, and it's sad. And I'm trying to get there. I'm working on myself every day. Even when I get to a place where I feel like maybe I am more satisfied with who I am and I do love life more. I still want to work on myself because that's that's just, you know, I want to get to close to perfect as possible, knowing that I'll never, ever come close. Yeah, and I, I spoke with about that self-actualization. That's um, something that we try to reach when we when we reach that point where we have reached full self-fulfillment on the at the highest level possible of what we can achieve in our own life. And to your point, the only person we should try to be better than is a person we were yesterday and it, it, it is fucking hard enough as it is and people don't understand and that's infuriating because when something bad happens that person is always blamed oh this person had this issue this is their own fault they never talk about why it happened in the first place and that is very frustrating to me um, it's, it's an issue it's like it's like a leaking pipe and you and you and you and uh and you're trying to and you're like oh oh yeah that's the pipe's fault uh that's why it flooded yeah. but you don't do anything you but you don't do anything to fix the pipe you just look at it and you say oh yeah that's just a bad pipe <laughs> but you don't put any tape over it you don't try to fix it oh that's just a bad pipe you know it's it's like it, it's just it doesn't make any sense and and it, it is a crisis and it does feel like the world's on fire and I think it's just going to take time before more bad shit happens before, you know, we have leaders that emerge that actually want to do things to get people that the help that they really need. And it's a shame and it's a disgrace. Um, But, but it's the reality of things. And this is the shit that nobody talks about. And I just admire Tim, how, how open and honest, brutally honest you are about this stuff and I just relate so much to you and and these are the things that again people don't have to feel sorry or bad we don't want that I think people that's another stereotype that people they assume that we want attention and and that's the furthest thing from what we want we just want to have decent lives that are meaningful and be on our merry way we don't, I don't care for people to know about this, but I speak out about it because I know I'm not going to be the last person. And what I went through is fucking hell and it sucked, but people don't know that they just see me from the outside. They look at you from the outside. They don't know that they can't see the shit that the absolute like horrible, uh, trauma that we've had to endure. You can't show that, but that's what should, should be shown. Like there should be shows about this stuff. Because people need to recognize, because they don't. And I've been around people. I've worked at places where people have been like, oh, yeah, that um, you just need to work harder and your depression will go away. It's infuriating. People they don't understand this shit. And mm-hmm. you're right. And then, it, and then society is like, oh, you don't know this enough. You don't have this. You don't, you're not smart enough. You can't do this. You know, that's, that's how I felt when I wrote my books. Oh, you, you don't have this credential. You don't have that. It's like, no. You're right. I don't. I have way more experience because I had lived through this shit. You know, you don't get to tell me. Don't put me in my place. You don't get to speak as God. I'll make my own way. I'll make my own path. If there's no door, I'm going to build it. Believe that. And 
you're and you've done that you, you have an awesome podcast and that's just you know one thing but like i think what you talk about how honest and real you are tim is just i just have so much freaking respect for you man I and uh I, I just I, seriously i really mean that more so than any podcast i've spoken on you're just so damn good, brutally honest and you say this shit that people know and, and but don't want to hear and they don't want to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable but if they could know even just a fraction of what we've experienced maybe they would be more understanding yeah maybe they would they would look at people in, in a different way and not just judge them as somebody that has a disability or there's something wrong with this person or maybe they'll their 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 train of thought we can influence them to to be more understanding and more compassionate because deep down we both that is that compassionate person within us there's that compassionate soul and yes it, it, it's not always that way we have all this anger and 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 it's and it's justified and we have every right to feel that way because of the bad shit that's happened but we both know and we both want to be and we strive to be that happier and better person that just wants to make the world a better place for for ourselves and others that's that's really where it's at yeah um, i want to say one comment to you said to what you said and then uh we'll kind of get to the point where like, yeah. where, you, where you're at today and we could wrap it up because you and i will talk forever and we can yeah. outside of this <laughs> we and we can even do another yeah. one down the road but Absolutely. you and i will go on forever and it just we'll, we'll be at an eight hour podcast so um but one one comment just kind of something you said is like you know like i don't i don't know if people just think like oh because okay i'm single do i want a girlfriend that's just like baby oh my god you can't see here let me do everything for you it's like no i just want someone to accept me for who the hell i am i yeah. want her to understand and acknowledge that obviously i have this problem but don't actually make it about like i don't want my whole relationship to be defined by that i don't want to be insignificant right. in any way because I, I lack that because what i lack in that I'm, I will pick up in many other areas. And um, so, yeah. But um, so why don't we get into kind of like where you're at today and like your goals and what, what you're trying to achieve and, and what you have achieved. Yeah. So I've come a really long way. Um, you know, it's interesting. You just talked about uh, relationship being, being accepted for who you are. Um, it's hard, right? Because we have to open ourselves up and be vulnerable. Yeah. And we have to be careful who we share our stories and pains with because not every person is going to be the right person and i've my thinking on this has changed at one point i was very much of the thing oh yeah if you're just open and vulnerable people will just respect you and that's not the case you have to we have to be careful with who we share our stories and pains with because if you go to somebody and want them to be your doctor like you have to understand not everybody's gonna be prepared or want to do that and that they may they may feel um, like it's disingenuous or like a burden placed upon them that they didn't ask for or want. So it, it's important to be careful about that. And I've made that mistake, which is why I say that. And, you know, I recently, you know, gave it, put all, gave in my all for somebody I had really strong feelings towards and I ended up getting really rejected and hurt badly. Um, and you know, as bad as, as that sucked, um, for everything that I put in, in some way, it made me stronger. We talked before about adversity and how the shit that we've gone through, It yes, it sucks, and yes, it hurts, and yes, it affects us negatively, but it also builds up this callus. And that callus has become more prominent in my life more recently. I've, I've realized 
how how much strength I have that I, did, that I didn't know that I had, right? How resilient I can be. I didn't realize this until I had been so deeply hurt. And so as bad as the things that have happened are, there, there's a quote, which is that um, every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. And, and I feel like there is some truth to that in my situation. And, you know, I've been pushing myself really fucking hard. Uh, I have done things that have really terrified me because I've been so afraid of failing, like speaking in public. I've had to let go. I've had to let go of myself. That's been a very painful thing for me because you have to put yourself out there. I have to publicly be okay with talking about having bipolar disorder, which I know most people will look at at this time and age and say, oh, this guy's crazy. And that sucks and it hurts, but I'm okay with it and I've stopped caring. And not, not in the sense that I don't care what other people think. I do, but I'm okay with it. And I've let go of what trying to craft this this image of who I am as a person. I am who I am, and you're like that too. Because I can just I can just tell just by talking to you, Tim, how real you are. Like you're raw, and I'm trying to get to that place too. And I've I've made some really big strides. And that's been necessary for me to do that as a speaker that speaks on mental health. Um, I have been working for since 2020 of, of March 2020 on uh, on uh, publishing books. I have 31 titles. I can look at that. I'm really proud of that. Um, I'm in a position where I do sales right now. Um, you know, I'm I, I have that. Um, I've got a parenting newsletter called All Star Parent. Um, and then, you know, I won a few championships in excellent. That was the first time in my life that I came in first place and it was so powerful and empowering to me. It was, it was, it, it literally changed my life. And I, I want to tell you why that's important. It, it's important not because I, I wanted to toot my own horn. Like it was, it was nice for me because I, it was, it felt like all the bullying in the past, it, it felt like a, a huge weight taken off my shoulders. But what I realized more importantly is that I have a higher purpose. That gave me the, the courage and the strength to realize, wow, if I can be a champion, I can make other people that have felt like losers or as shitty as I've felt, I, I can make them champions. I can help them find what it is that makes their heart beat and what their purpose is. Because I didn't know that I was supposed to be a speaker. That took me the longest time to figure that out. Um, and I rejected that. And that was a very, that's been a very painful journey for me. And so I found my purpose and that was so, that was huge for me. Uh, I've grown so much from that and it's changed my thinking. I want to know, I want to figure out how I can make more people champions because it, it changed my life. And I know if I change my life, it could change other people's life. And I'm not saying that that means you have to win a trophy or come in first place. Like that's not practical. Not every person is going to win a first place championship trophy competing against other people. It could be something like you discovered something you're good at that makes you feel like a champion. I always count your victories, even if they're minor, if, if we can't ever appreciate our victories then we, when we do have big ones, we'll never be able to allow ourselves to celebrate and use that motivation as momentum to continue propelling us forward towards our goals and aspirations. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. 
No, that, that's yeah. that's a huge thing. I mean, that's something I've talked about, you know, a lot of people with disabilities I have on, we talk about, you know, appreciating because our ceiling is so low in, in society that it's like, okay, if you if you graduated high school, it's like, oh my God, or hey, you, yeah. you have your own place, what? But like, once you have your own place, like, oh, you have an apartment, well, you, you won't be able to get a house, right? So it's like, yeah. and so you tend to, and, and but that psychologically gets in your own way because now you're going, well, yeah, I probably couldn't get a house or, oh, I probably couldn't get that. But you're not even appreciating the fact that you have your own apartment. You're not appreciating that you do have a yeah. job. You're not appreciating, because when you brag about having a job to people, you know, somebody with full sight or an able body person, they're going to go, well, yeah, my whole family has jobs. My whole family has houses and my whole family. And so it doesn't seem like it, it seems like such like a minuscule thing to, to bring up to another person because yeah. they have it. But then you have to look at it from the other angle and realize how many barriers you had to run through and how many hurdles you had to jump over and, you know, how hard it took you to even get to here physically, mentally, emotionally. And that that's the real like the victory. So then like when there's days you get up. And it's like, man, like, because yesterday I was so mentally out of it and depressed, I sat in my own filth and didn't do a damn thing. Today, I did the dishes. That's a win, because you didn't do that yesterday. You know, I took the trash out, or I did this, I did that, and they become wins, and you, you have to look at it like that, because there are times where you just, you know, you just check out, and you're not prepared oh, yeah, mentally, to yep. deal with this shit. Yeah, you don't want to do yep. any of this stuff. Forget, like, I'm, what do you mean, I'm going to change my clothes? I'm going to shower? I'm going to do... No, why? I don't want to... I hate myself. Why would I better yep. myself? Why would I shower? You know, exactly. why, why would I brush my teeth? Like, yeah, yeah, no. And, and just people that have never had depression or medical condition, they just, they don't understand it and they come off as very ignorant, uh, which it is. I mean, if you've never been hospitalized before for a mental health crisis, um, it's, it's just, it's hard to relate to people. Like we can relate, but like to most people, they just wouldn't get it. They would just, to them it's a label it's like oh that person has x y or z it's like no we have we're, we're fucking just like you but we do have things that uh make it challenging for us to do or affect our ways of thinking behaving acting um it, it is an influence and it does affect us um but it's like we're just like any other person right but yeah. um you know so it's just it, it, it's hard but you know um the biggest thing I would say, Tim, and I can just tell from speaking with you how much strength you have from all the shit that you've been through and you're still going, even though you've been at the place to where, and I've been there where you just don't want to be around anymore and you could care less. But we, we know deep down inside, we have a purpose. We are supposed to be here. We were put on this planet for a reason to make a difference. Even if it's one person that listens to this podcast and we help them in some way, shape, or form, yeah, we did we did something good in this world, and that is worth and that that makes it all worthwhile. Yes. and that's yeah. that's what I that's what I try to hold on to and to just be a better person than the person I was yesterday and to just keep fighting, man. And uh, that's all I know how to do. It. It's one of the few things I'm right. good at is just <laughs> we're, fighting. We're fighters, right? Yeah. Just to go through this, like in in our heads, like nobody will ever be able to 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 have uh, to perceive how painful that is. But we are we are real fighters, and 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 that is something to be proud about. Yeah, and I'm I'm starting to realize that more and more. It just because there's a lot of people that have been 
there's a few people here and there have been coming out of the woodworks here just on TikTok and Instagram and just saying, hey, man, I've been following you for years. Like, keep doing what you're doing. And then they become guests that's on awesome. the podcast or become friends. And Amazing. that's, again, like you were saying earlier, sometimes I wish I didn't need that kind of satisfaction, that gratification mm-hmm. of someone praising me. But it feels yeah. so good because when, you, when you're in darkness for so fucking long, you need anything. Like, you, you just need that hand to just grab you and oh, pull yeah. you to hell back up because you're like, man, because I... Early on in this podcast, I was like episode 12 because no one was really listening. I, I was like, I give up. And then someone texted me and said, hey, man, you got me through the day because you have the same condition I have. And thank you. And it's like, all right, I'm coming back. Shit. Okay. Yep. That's, it's and a, that is, that, 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 that's it, man. You, you, you're, you're a game changer. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Just like uh, a little yeah. defibrillator. Just, just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's so much respect for what you're doing. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Um, so what are you, what are you, before we like wrap up here, what are you doing today? Obviously promote whatever you need to promote. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not really on social media that it's just all garbage to me. And like, you. uh, like you said, girl, girls in church, which I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't be on social media. <laughs> I promise you. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, man. Um, I would say like, uh, I'm a, I'm a speaker. Um, you know, I just, I connect with people. I like, I like talking to people. I like meeting new people. If we can help each other in some way, I'm a published author. Um, if you want to check my books out, I run right under the pen name, Frank Dixon. Um, I'm a, I'm a speaker. I speak on mental health. Um, do you have a website? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so this, the speaker website is just my name, uh, Wolfson, W-O-L-F-S-O-N.com. Uh, my parenting books are Frank Dixon, F-R-A-N-K, D-I-X-O-N. They'll pop up right away um, for any parents that might be listening. Um, and I worked for, uh, I'll, I'll leave that part out, um, in a parenting newsletter, All-Star Parent. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. If you type my name in on LinkedIn, I connect with people there. That's where I like to connect. Um, and that makes me happy. Just like you connecting with people with your podcast. Let's take that win, man. If it makes you feel good more, that, that, that's, then it's awesome to me. I think, I think it's a good thing. Um, so, uh, it's just my name, AVI Wolfson, W-O-L-F-S-O-N. If you check me out, I'll, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Did you say where you can, where they can get your books? Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you go, go into Amazon and just type in Frank Dixon, F-R-A-N-K, uh, last name Dixon, D-I-X-O-N. That's my pen name I write under. Um, Your alternate and the ego. I do that. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, growing up, you know, it, it, just in a nutshell, two reasons. One, I, I want to separate my family and my personal life. Sure. Um, so I, for that reason and marketing purposes, you can't misspell Frank. My, my, my real name is like it gets botched all the time. Right. I get I get Harvey, A-V, I-V. Uh, it gets butched really bad. bad so. <laughs> Gotcha. Those are the reasons, and uh, and and that's that's that. Yeah, no, I got you, buddy. Wow, I just wanted to make sure you got yourself. I, mean, I, I appreciate you for coming on. This was awesome. I, like, no, it's one of the one of the better conversations I've had, Tim. Just mm-hmm. so raw, so real, and what people need to hear and understand. And the fact that you're willing to go there, um, and and you keep fighting and you keep going, uh, with 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 everything you're up against, to me, is a huge inspiration. And uh, please seriously keep in touch. I'm, I'm happy to, to chat any anytime. Uh, you know, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, please do. Yeah, I, I appreciate all the nice words. Like I said, I, I think 
the brilliance behind a lot of this is like this is just two people talking I told him that like this is just unfiltered we're just gonna talk I don't know where it's going it's just gonna go somewhere yeah. and it did like I this is the first time we've ever heard each other's voices we texted back and <laughs> forth but we've never really fully conversated um, and I know yeah. that may trigger some people in 2023 mm -hmm. because most people don't like to talk on the phone but yeah. you know for for old school people we actually enjoy meeting in person we enjoy talking on the phone and actually getting the real context and not using emojis and all this other bullshit so like yep. again this was pieced together as far as this particular interview like we just minus a couple text we messages met. we just met and yeah. we're now friends and we were supporting yeah. each other and so on and this like none of this was scripted or written down like that's why i like nope. it i don't give a shit about all of this stuff i know yeah. people focus on intro music and i do it i have yeah. an intro song i'll put it in, yeah. in the beginning but at the end of the day like yeah. people are so focused on editing and all that and a lot of times when you edit you take out some of the stuff that could probably have helped somebody because you took out certain steps to that journey and i don't know about you but i've been on some podcasts other people's shows where they're like hey tell your whole story in 15 minutes it's like well good luck because uh, i'm taking out most of it exactly I'm, yeah no it, it, these make for the best conversation we're just we're just shooting the shit and we're just talking uh this conversation was awesome uh you know i'm, I'm happy to have a new friend and to, to just be able to be to be real with and have a real conversation um, you know, and I think that, that there's a real sense of authenticity and, and genuineness when you can talk to somebody uh, where we've been through similar things and we can relate to each other. And those conversations, uh, to me, are the best conversations. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you, buddy, for real. Thank you for making the time. And uh, I'll let you know when it comes out. It'll be a little while. But um, yeah, like I said, we're friends. And so we'll, we'll talk more outside of this. But, you know, I'm glad we got it done. There's anything Likewise. you need from me in the future, just just holler. Absolutely goes both ways. Thank you, Tim. All right, buddy. See you, man. All right, all right. See ya. See ya. All right, everybody. I don't know why I worry every time I go to hit that end call button. I always feel like the podcast is going to end, and I know I'm just tapping my phone. Uh, anyway, that's just me psychologically picking at myself. But John, I, I will say one of the things that I give myself the most credit for doing this, and I know it's going to be like, oh my god, you roll your you're rolling your eyes because it's like. Oh, God, he's going to say something nice about himself. But you don't understand. It's hard for me to do that. I think one of my biggest challenges, and yes, that is thunder. Um, like I said, this mic picks up so much, so it's really hard to kind of block out. Like when someone like earlier was playing music in their car, it's like, oh, fuck. Cause it, it, just, it just picks up a lot of sound from long distance. Anywho, um, fuck, what was I saying? Uh, uh, shit, what the hell was I saying? All right, so what would I give myself the most credit for is you don't know how hard I struggle through my brain fog. Like I'm, a, it's like my, this is like a new thought that just popped in my head. It, it's like it's like a bank account that's frozen. Like my vocabulary is like frozen, and I'm trying to like pick at the shit. I'm trying to access some of my my words that I fully know, but because the brain fog is in the way, it's just it's making it very hard. So I'm trying to tiptoe around it. I'm trying not to say the same word over and over. I'm not trying to try not to say um or, you know, whatever. I'm trying not to have verbal crutches, but sometimes I just have to do what I got to do to get through it. And I, I did a pretty, pretty decent job. There's this this episode, but there's there's some episodes that I felt like I was atrocious. Now, maybe that's just because I'm super insecure about that. But I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. That's something that I, I've, I fight and and. Ah, you don't understand how, I mean, I'm sure some of you do. It's so agonizing. Um, but yes. But
but I love y'all for real. I think I'm going to go live for the first time tonight. Um, of course, this episode's coming out much later, so it doesn't matter. But I did finally get over a thousand followers on TikTok, so I can go live now. Just going to try to have a little fun, maybe just talk about some things. But yeah, I hope you all are doing well. If you want to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, they're both um, at my blurred opinion. I did change my Instagram back so that it's they're all the same. Um, and my Facebook is just facebook.com slash tjwest.96. I don't know why it's 96. Just I'm sure you all have seen your own and it's got a random number behind it. But that's what it is. I'm, I'm sure I can change it, but I don't really care to. I'm lazy. Um, I think my LinkedIn is which I don't really put much time into. So I'm not going to lie. Don't, don't bother going there. I mean, if you, if you want to talk to me there, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk to you. But, um, Instagram and TikTok is where I'm at, uh, my blurred at my blurred opinion. So, you know, if you know the name of the podcast, cause I know some people tend to say my blurred vision, which I jokingly say I have that too, but yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll see you guys next week. I appreciate you all for being here in this journey with me. You guys are wonderful. I know you're out there and you're supporting. I hear you. And, um, just some once in a while, reach out, comment, like, subscribe, share with somebody, you know, find me on these platforms, say hello. I will absolutely talk to you. I am not, you know, overly big headed and conceited that I would never respond to. I'm always out here for people who need a friend. So, um, that's why I try at the end to always make sure these people know that I'm here for them as a friendship. Um, and you can talk to all of them. I, I try to talk to every one of them. I mean, for the ones that I know that one, you know, to acquiesce me in, in that said friendship. So, <clears throat> so yes, I will see y'all next week. Um, hope you have a good one yourself and, uh, yeah, take care guys.